Welcome to the Modern Bruja podcast, where we break down our cultural practices as modern brujas. We're back. Welcome, everyone, to season three. Jay and Sin back at it again. Back at it. Season three already. I know. Three is a good number. I know it's not your favorite number, Jay, but it's a good number. (laughs) Maybe that's how we left season two, talking about it. Your favorite number. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah, guys. Hi, how's everyone doing? It's been such a long time, folks. It's been since December, the last time we spoke with you. I know you've met, missed our angelic voices. Yeah. The airwaves. <laughs> I know. I could feel it. I could feel that we were missed, Jay. I really feel like we like. I, yeah, and I got some messages too. So thank you for those that reached out through social, saying how you guys missed us. That was nice to hear. It nice was. to know that people are listening. I know people were asking we were coming back and we're like, I know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got some money opportunities for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the break was good. How was the break for you, Jay? It was good. I felt like I could have done more. There's, you know, but rest Oh, I'm sorry. Good. Can we pause? Can we pause? <laughs> This is Jay being humble again. I feel like I could have done more. I only dropped, I only <laughs> dropped a beauty line. I only dropped. See, I forgot. Jewelry. Oh, yeah. You dropped that. jewelry during our break. Dropped lip gloss during the break. Yeah. Yes, I did. You a did perfume. perfumes during the break, but you could have done more. You could have done more. Yeah. <laughs> That's her Capricorn talking, folks. That's yes, Capricorn talking. it is. <laughs> Very strong Capricorn. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. How, How about you? Though? What did you do? Well, no, no, we're not done talking about you, Jay. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. Oh. How was it? <laughs> Although you could have done more. How was it? It was good. And I'm trying to think. The holidays were nice. Just quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a quiet holiday season because, you know, we're still in the middle of this foolishness. Um, But it was nice. Again, oh. quiet. I don't know. Right. I know I did stuff. I do feel like I didn't do much though. Like, like the time just went by and I'm like, man, I could have gotten some other things done. So. Don't give this woman more time. Okay. She will rule, she will rule the world if you give her more time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I was well, I mean, December was December. You know, I worked on some different spiritual projects um, during the break which is why kind of why we took a break too. Cause mm-hmm. we were, like, even though you said you didn't feel like, yeah, even though you said like, you didn't feel like you did much, like we both had a lot going on individually mm-hmm. um, in different spiritual realms, right? Um, so it was a good break. I did spiritual stuff I hadn't done in a very long time. So it was nice to kind of do that. Also kind of aggravating, but it is what it is. Spirit wanted me to do it. I said, okay, fine. <laughs> and here I am. Um, I got COVID. Okay, uh, folks, I got COVID. Um, I'll share my tips of what helped and what didn't help. Um, probably on my Instagram once once I feel like it. <laughs> You've got little remnants of it still. So. Yes, I so I had uh, COVID in early February. I think I got it. Um, 
So it was interesting, but that I think that like, so we, I, you know, we did our own spiritual stuff, our own spiritual work individually, um, which is kind of why we asked for the break for both of us. Like we needed to have kind of, we needed to focus on our things without getting distracted. Right. So that was really good that we had that time. And then, um, you know, we knew we were coming back. We just weren't sure right. we were, I think originally wanted like to come back in February and then we knew Mercury was going to be in effect in February. So we said, right. mm, no, honey. And we also need like time to plan. Right. We like to plan because yeah. your inner Capricorn bit. and my super obsessed <laughs> Virgo all over the place. Right. Like right. we needed to plan. So we planned, we needed to kind of sit with it for a little while. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be some changes this season. One is that we're not going to be weekly. We're going to be bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. That's bi-weekly. Right. It'll still be lovely folks. It'll still be lovely. Um, and we might bring on some guests because um, mm-hmm. we've been listening to some podcasts and we like some people. So we might yeah. be bringing them on. And it's still going to be the same tonterias that we talk about. That has not changed. <laughs> um, we are hoping to get more engagement from you all, though. That's I think yeah. that's a definitely. We want to figure out how to how to bring on more engagement. So if you if you all have any ideas, let us know as well. Um, but going back to my COVID and Mercury, so because this actually ties into what we're talking about today, folks. Um, we're just going to jump right into it today. We're talking about um, relationships, right? But before we get to that, I want to talk about Mercury, Mark the Jerk, Mark yeah. Tony Mean all over my fucking house, okay? <laughs> like, all over my house. Um, I always say, look at, you know, I think Jay and I have said this a lot, especially on our Instagram accounts. Um, if you ever want to know how something's affecting you, like a planet is affecting, you need to look at where it's transiting in your chart, right? Right. So for me, and this is like, this is like the proof for all the people that need the science and need the proof, right? Um, for me, Mercury was retrograding in my sixth house. Jane, what is the sixth house? Health. Health, right? Yeah. It literally went into the day, two days before it, it stationed in my sixth house. Oh my god! My tooth cracked. I had a tooth crack in half, Don't like hurt. in half. Yeah, Don't girl. Hurt. In half, right? And then a week later, I got COVID, oh right? God. And now I'm, you know, out of COVID, but now I have like pain where I'm like, oh, I think I need a root canal. So it's like all the health issues that I've like haven't, not the COVID stuff. The COVID I think was a little different. It needed me to slow down, to be honest. Right. I think the COVID was about me like slowing down and prioritizing my health. I, I am a Virgo, so I tend to be a workaholic and without balance, I will work myself to death. And I have done that For before. Now. Yeah, yeah, like I've done that in the past. That's why I had to leave one of my previous jobs because I had no chill and I got super sick and I needed to like take care of myself, right? So it was like going down the same route and it literally said, girl, chill. We're going to have to like get you to chill at home for a second for like 15 days. Oh my God. Feel sick. Let, let you remind you what death kind of feels like a little bit. No, you don't want to go there and then get you back on plan, right? So oh you'll I say people like if, if you ever want to know how Mercury like affects you, look at where it's stationing in your yeah. or where it's transiting in your chart, right? Because um, yep. that's, that's funny that you say that my Mercury was in Pisces, right? So Mercury was in Pisces. Um, Pisces is in my second house. Um, it was in Aquarius. Oh, I keep doing that. I don't know why I always mess up Aquarius and Pisces. Um, Oh, so Aquarius is my second house, right? Because I'm a Capricorn mm-hmm. rising. There we go. We're going to get there. Um, and 
it, that was when spirit was like, you know, you need to start doing all this stuff that you haven't done yet for your business in order for you to grow and move forward. So in it, like all the, and I usually do like, um, when I've had business ideas in the past, I've done a whole like plan and DBAs and all that. And I didn't do any of that. I just like jumped, which I never do. It's not like me, but I just jumped in and was like, I'll figure it out later. Well, later was now. And so um, I got it filed. I'm working on like other paperwork that I need to do because New York State is ridiculous. It is. So that I can have like a wholesale license so that I can continue to do, to grow my idea of like the modern Bruja idea, mixing the traditional with the, you know, with the modern. And I can't do that until I have all my paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I've been working on. See, I've been working. I've been doing I, things. Nobody said, I think you were working too much. You you said you weren't working enough. Like, like you didn't no, do enough. Not, nothing, you know, just got a couple paper files, did a couple launches, you know. If y'all could see my face right now is all I'm going to say. I'm just looking at her like, girl, you're oh twisted. Yeah. So I think, I mean, back to that point though, it's like looking at where it's actually transiting in your chart mm-hmm. is going to give you some insight of how that planet is going to affect you in that moment. So for like the Mercury retrograde for me, it was obviously in my house of health. Therefore my health this last month has been a little rocky. I am still here. I am knocking, you know, thank God I, I would knock on this door on this wood if I didn't want to like jar you all listening right now. <laughs> but I would say that, um, yeah, like you need to look at where it's transiting, like for Jay, her second house house of finance, right? House of things that are important to you, that bring you joy. It's also ruled by Venus. So like things that that bring you joy, right? That bring you happiness, what's important to you, right? Got called out for Jay. Um, And she had to do things differently than she's done in the past in order to like, to be able to focus and listen to that message, right? Right. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was very interesting. Um, you know, some people was like, oh, Mercury is just going to affect electronics. It, it affects communication because right. that's, that's what it, that's what it rules. Right. But it doesn't just rule that it rules. It, it's going to rule the communication in whatever house that it's transiting. Right. So how are you receiving that message? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and for me, it was like, obviously getting like, you know, having, having your tooth crack right before you're doing an important meeting. <laughs> call you out a little bit it's gonna it's gonna jar you it's gonna be like hey girl still here it's still spiritual still here so um you know it, it I I invite you all to look at you know for the next mercury retrograde to see where it's going and for those of you that um are still dealing with ramifications of COVID or that are uh, unfortunately, I hope that nobody gets it because it is actually extremely painful. I don't care what people say out there. Some people are just like, oh, it's nothing. I survived it. I'm like, yes, thank God. Thank right. spirits. Thanks the universe, right? It's still fucking painful, folks. It is probably, it's not the flu. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, everybody's symptoms are different. Right. My symptoms felt like I was dying. Like, it literally felt like my bones were like crushing me. It was so uh. painful. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a month out. I still don't have taste buds. I still can't smell. So like, I hope I smell good right now. That's all I'm going to say because I have no idea. Um, no, I, I can't put things in the oven because, you know, usually before when you cook, you could smell of something. Right. I've burned a lot of things. Thankfully, uh, I have not burned my house down because I have no idea. It is painful. It is not good. Please be safe. Wear your mask. Stay, stay socially distant from people. 
And if you do get it, I think there are some very um, natural holistic remedies that I got from Spirit that I use that worked for me. I'm not gonna say they're gonna work for you, but they really helped me out. Mm -hmm. um, and they've actually helped me out in other occasions. So I think in general, they're just good to have in your, in your cabinet of sorts, right? Um, that being said, when you're looking at Mercury and your placement, um, Jay, our first episode when we were planning, we decided like, what's the question that we get the most that we hate to answer, right? That's how we do our planning. Like, what do we, what do we not want to answer so we can just do a general thing and not have to do this in our daily life? Because the thing that irks, and so Jay has laughed at me when I say this, of they just asked me a basic bitch question, right? Mm -hmm. What's the basic bitch? This is for all tarot readers out there, all all intuitives, all Reiki healers, all y'all know what we're talking about. If it's a basic bitch question, what does it have to do about? Love. Love. <laughs> yes. Okay. Everybody wants to know their love life. Listen, I get it. I get mm -hmm. it. But it is the most basic question that we get. It is. And it's also a little irritating sometimes because you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. You like him? You like her? Ooh. You like it? You like them? How do they treat There's you? like a funny reel um, the other day that I had shared from someone on Instagram where he was pretending to read someone and the girl was like, I just met a married man. Is he going to be faithful? Is he going to be faithful? Oh. oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. So it's like, yeah, that's the kind of thing. I mean, it's funny because it's true, I guess. Yeah. You know, and I get it. Like we're humans right and a human a lot of human nature is to walk in partnership with people right, right in connection. yeah mm -hmm. connection for sure so I get it right but um if you've been with somebody for a really long time and they're very distant with you and that the question that you're you want to ask is like do they really love me I can't answer that for you I mean I can I just right. don't want to right like, I don't want to answer it for you because I think it's it's a waste of it's a waste of time and it's a waste of you know, the communication that you should be having with spirit. Like, I always feel like the communication we should be having with spirit has to do more with us and less with the connection with others and more with the connection of ourselves. So I always want to ask like, well, how do you feel about this relationship? Like, what do right. you want out What's of this your intuition telling you? Right. Like, let's connect to that. Right. Okay. So yeah, we're triggered. So we decided we wanted to talk about it first <laughs> and be like, let's talk about love and yeah. all the bruja things about love. And how we can connect with love. How do we, you know, we're going to talk about like spells that have mm -hmm. to do with love, right? Um, so let's get, let's get into it. So, and then we're going to talk about Venus and love too, like yeah. talking about the astrology. And Valentine, if we have time. Yes, 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 yes. So um, Jay, when somebody asks you, you know, do you think they love me? <laughs> I hate that question. <laughs> Because I do feel a lot of it is like intuitive common sense and you're the one in the relationship too. So it's, it's something that you should be able to figure out on your own without having to pay somebody. Like, and there was something too that I shared the other day where it was like, be with somebody you don't have to pay to get a tarot reading for. But people kind of miss that. You know, if there's a reason you think you need a reading, then focus on that, right? So that's very sound advice, Jay. <laughs> that is very sound. You know what? Like that's, um, and you actually brought something to light. I don't think I've ever, outside of like maybe having children, like, you know, when we're going to mm -hmm. have children, right? Right. I've never, I, it's never even crossed my mind to ask a question about my partner. Never. 
Right. Because there's, there's security there. Like we know each other. Right. We understand each other. Right. I'm not saying we have the perfect relationship, but we have an understanding of mutual connection where I'm not questioning us. Right. Right. Um, and usually when you're asking spirits, there's a, like a little bit of a question with the connection that you're having. And I think it's, it's going back to what is that questioning and where is it coming from? And, and right. sometimes, sometimes it has to do with self-work in terms of our dependency on people and feeling like they're not showing me affection the way I want to receive it. Therefore, they right. don't love me. Right. And that's a whole nother trauma. Right. 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 We don't Where see that people affection. are loving us. Mm-hmm. yes right or sometimes they're just not loving us too right, right. but like because yeah. <laughs> it happens but like I think going deeper into those questions is that's the spiritual work that's where the right. money is at that's where the honey is at and that's where you want to be at is in like what is causing me to to question this right exactly. and maybe that's the question we should be asking and not the question of like does he love me or does she love me the question is more about you know why do I feel unloved in this relationship right like, you know, because that's a whole different question, right? And that question could be like, well, they don't love you. <laughs> or it could be, or it could be, that would be me, Patty Cynthia coming through. But it would also be, <laughs> go ahead. I think that sometimes if it's a, if when you're in a relationship, but if you're talking about something else, sometimes your partner comes up in the reading anyway. Right. You know, so it's because you share so much energy that it will come up. And I've, right. seen, you know, I've seen that happen where if it's not a parent, um, you know, a mom or a dad, then most likely it's a, it's a spouse or a significant other, even though we might be talking about like career, you know, right. if so, spirit wants you to have a message, they'll get it through. Right. Like they, they will, they, you know, the way that I have worked with spirit is that you have to ask them first. They won't just like intercede, but if they know that there's will. Yeah. right because there's free will but there is something like if you're out there and you're asking for questions from spirit they will also let you know like hey homie like you're too worried about this you need to worry about this for a second right right, right. um they will let you know so or, you know you're too worried about getting into a relationship have we done that inner work so that we can attract the best person right and so like i think like you know there's a variety of reasons why um, intuitive workers do not like the question about questions about love, right? It's like our least favorite. It's like the least favorite because it's not like the most like, it's like the basic bitch question, right? Yeah. Like we're like, whatever, right? Um, nothing, you know, if you're going to ask it, ask it. We're still going to be like, okay, whatever. But um, I think that there's different reasons. One is the, for me, it's, I think that that really is the real reason why I don't like, I don't like that question. It's just, it's not a deeper question and it's not asking about your own connection to yourself. And right. if you remember, I am a curandera that works on self-healing, not, mm. con- not connecting to others, right? <laughs> like not, I work on your own self-healing so that you can connect better to others. And that question right. doesn't really allow for that work to happen because you're too focused on that other connection. Right. And sometimes we have to get through that question to be able to get to that. Uh, so I don't mind. Right. Getting- the root. right because yeah. I know it's going to lead me down there right some people just hate because hate getting that question because it's a dicey question mm-hmm. it's a dicey ass question right mm-hmm. especially when like you know that something's off and you're asking that question and it's just like exactly. I don't I don't know what you know I don't want to like out somebody I don't want to snitch I don't want to be a snitch or it's you know? like you're the problem <laughs> right <laughs> right girl Stop right. being so like, possessive. Let's, let's be real. <laughs> right. 
So sometimes I've seen that too. And it's like, oh man. Right. And sometimes people are just not ready to hear. You want me to, you know, you're going to ask it, but you don't want to hear what I have to say. So either way, we're wasting each other's time here. Right. I'm not, you're not going to hear what I, what you want to hear. Because I feel like in the, when you ask me the question, I can hear what you want me to tell you back. Like I can right. hear it. Right. So, and I know that's not what I'm going to say. So now we're just wasting each other's time at this point. Right. And I think there's, you know, for us, like at the end of the day, like we're also still human. Mm-hmm. Right. And we also still want connection and we still right. also want to make sure that we are, you know, it's a service and we don't want to necessarily piss you off in a way that you weren't intending to get pissed off. Right. Like we'll, we'll be real. Trust me, people Especially that I, if you don't want, you're not ready. Cause again, we can tell too. You're not ready to hear that. Right. We can tell in your energy, we can tell mm-hmm. with your spirit, your spirits will talk to us and be like, they're not in a place. Right. right. They're just not, it's, it's not a waste time. of your breath. Right. So be like, oh yeah, things are okay. (laughs) Things are totally okay. They're fine. Moving on. Any other questions? Any other questions? Right. Um, Because that's, I mean, that's what we deal with. So that's one of the reasons why we don't like those questions because one, it could put us in a very weird predicament. Right. Especially also like, you know, there's been, um, man, I remember there's one reading which is like, oh man, their partner's totally cheating on them. Like, and I think they knew that they were looking for the validation. I didn't want to be that validation for yeah. them because it's like also like I don't know what their partner li- I don't know what their partner looks like or just gonna come and hunt me down because I snitched on them. Like right. I don't necessarily want that. So, you know, I I would be like let's let's what does your intuition tell you? Like what are you like? Let's get the answer out of you because you know the answer, right? Um, so it's just a weird thing to be in. First mm-hmm. of all, we don't think it's as deep of questions I I personally don't think it's the right question to be asking of spirit like if you're going to spend time with spirit they want you to go deeper right ask those deeper questions um so we decided for today's episode instead of bitching and complaining about the basic bitch question which we just did but instead of doing that uh we would spend some time and how you can help yourself answer those questions yourself right Mm -hmm. because that's what we're about we're gonna we're gonna modernize it we're gonna give you the tools that we know how to give right Right. So um, I think the, the main question that it, that really kind of happens sometimes is like, uh, one is like when they're in a relationship, like, is this the right relationship for me? Right. I think the other one is, you know, will I ever meet my true love? Right. A, a side note on the true love ones, folks. I have had many a people come to me saying, I think this is my twin flame. Oh, God. I think this is Word. my soulmate. Those words. Let me tell you something. Okay. When somebody comes back as your soulmate or as a twin flame and you found them, guess what you get to do in this lifetime? Work out issues. Okay. It's not going to be this piece of cake because karmically stuff happened in the past that you still have to write in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it still means there are a lot of issues to work through. That means that you're still not going to maybe get the relationship that you envision with this one person. So really they may not be the best match for you in this lifetime. They might be like in a full lifetime, but like in this lifetime, the one that you're living and breathing in now, it may not be the right one for you. So I just want to give people that like advice that sometimes just because you think somebody is your twin flame or your soulmate does not mean, listen, I have met a twin flame in the past. It was the most abusive relationship I've ever been in my entire life. Uh-huh. The most toxic, right? And that's because there was a lot of shit that needed to be worked. And I had to make a decision. Do I stay through this 
and possibly build up more karma, right? Mm -hmm. Or do I move on and learn from something so next time this person comes correct to me, the next lifetime they come correct. Right. Those are all things we have to call out for each other, right? Because if we get that question one more time, we'll flip. <laughs> the twin flame, and I don't do like twin flame readings. Like that's just not, I can't. It's not what I'm here for. It's not. Listen, if you think you're your twin flame, God bless. You know the right. answer. Stop asking us. <laughs> watch, watch all our all our all our reading appointments go down next week. They don't want to talk to me about my love life. <laughs> We're gonna be less stressed, less stressed, but less booked, but less booked at the same time. Hey, that means our calendar will be open for those who want to do what right. we're them with. So we are open. Which brings me to what I was actually gonna bring in about making space for the right partner in your life. Yeah right? So like what you just said is if you take away the things that are toxic in your life, you make space for the things that are right in your life. So us actually, putting, right, us actually putting it out there allows us to have openings for the people that want to do the real spiritual work, that really want to hold space for their healing and connect to yeah. spirit, right? In the way that we are intending to do the work through spirit, right? Because exactly. we, have, we, are, we have been given our own messages of how we do this work, right? And our own lineages. Right. right? And everybody does it different differently so and I'm not knocking those that do the love readings I'm glad they're there because then that means I don't have to do it I just it's not my thing that's their calling right that is their exactly. calling that is that's not exactly. modern bruja calling like let's not just be clear on that moment, right now it's just not it not what we've been called to do in <laughs> fact we've been called not to do that right? right um but when when we get this question a lot people always ask um you know, will I find my will I find the right person or can I make this the right person right right and the first thing I will say is manifestation work is actually, I think, the best spell that you can mm -hmm. use for love life, for your partner in life, right? right. Um, and I can't stress this enough, like make space, like if you're in a bad, like if you're in a relationship and you're questioning, like, I don't think they offer me everything, leave <laughs> mm -hmm. and create space for the right person to come into your life, right? They can't come into your life when you have that space filled by somebody else, right? right. So some people I, I, I know go into cheating, right? Because right. they're like looking, they're like too afraid to leave this space open, fearing that it's not gonna get filled, but they're just, they're basically like- Just avoid. Doing the work. Yeah. You know, and, oh, I can't. <laughs> Yeah. You know, something else I thought of too, um, where people are like, you know, um, intuitive or healer, healing type of women tend to attract narcissists. No, no, we do not need to stay in toxic relate. Men or men or women, people are not projects. They are not. <clears throat> and I think that gets said. I'm sorry to interrupt. I think that gets said to try to validate bad behavior. Right. To be like, right. hey, you're and the normalizes. healer. Right, you're the healer. And that's what they, that person, the other person needs. Well, what do I, what about me, you know? Right, no, that that, that normalizes bad behavior and makes it okay. And this is kind of like, um, like when you think about like victims of domestic abuse, right. right? Like, well, why'd you stay? You must like it if you stayed, well, right? As opposed right. to like, there was a fear there that stops people from leaving sometimes. Sometimes there's, it could, there's like, a, we won't go into that. There's economic, yeah. yeah. There's like a whole bunch of other reasons right. that we won't go into. That's a whole different, that's a whole different episode. That's like a case by case person. Right, you know, right. And we can't judge. Right. 
but that's a very similar thing here. Like, because you're a healer, it, it means that you should be putting up with bad behavior because you're right, supposed to work toxic. through it. No, right. No, no, no. And that's, that's, you know, that's furthest from the truth. Right. right. If anything, because you're a healer, you should be able to say, hey, that shit ain't for me. Let's keep it moving. Right. Come back to or me when you're healed. Is, I was just going to say that maybe this just isn't the right time. Right. That's yeah. okay, too. That's fine. Yeah. Listen, maybe like. We need time, separate time to grow in our own selves to then see if this can be something. Right. A hundred percent snap. Poetic snaps for you, Jay. Yes. <laughs> Poetic snaps. <laughs> Yeah, you have to like do that work. So like, I think that um, doing manifestation work is a mm-hmm. good way. It's a, I think one of the best spells that you can do. So what does that mean? That means like making space, like um, after like the the last really, like the last bad relationship that I was in, I, I took a hiatus and I think people hear this all the time, but I took the hiatus to actually take time to work on myself, right? And also like, in this, I started to match vibrationally. Like, um, I saw something the other day that made a lot of sense to me. It's like, you know, you can, you can match. We all like, we all sometimes connect with other people through trauma, mm-hmm. right? We connect with people through, we've been poor, we've right. been um, abused, we've had that bad ex, we've had this, we've had all this trauma to us and we connect through trauma. What does that do? It amplifies the trauma, right? Right. But the, our ability to do that also means we have an ability to bond and connect through positivity, right? right. So something that I did, and I think I did it without fully knowing, um, and I think I saw that because I needed to be able to explain it on, on today's podcast, right, is that without realizing it, after the, um, the last bad relationship that I had before I met my husband, Jonathan, um, I started to only vibrate with people in positive relationships, like people that, and I, and I, I didn't realize I was doing it at this time, but I would be like, oh my God, they have such a healthy relationship. I love, I love that about their relationship. Let's talk right. about what's going on in your relationship. Right. And this is me not dating. This is me not like, or maybe dating, but you know, <laughs> but like, not like not being serious about anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like going out for a drink or something with someone, but not like really like entertaining people. It's just like, yeah, yeah, this is fun. Whatever. Buy me dinner. We're good. Right. <laughs> um, but like, I started to like notice like, oh, that person has, that person is happy. This is what that person's doing, right? And really being happy for the relationship. I think some, some women would go and be like, oh man, I want that. Why do they get that? And I don't get that. Whereas opposed to, I was just like, man, I am so happy they found that. I am so right. happy that they have a now partner. what that looks like, right? Yes. Like, how did they, like, how did they get to a point where they met somebody like that makes them happy in that way, gives them these things that they get, right? And without realizing it, because I was giving so much positivity out. And I, and I know a lot of women that in that same situation would have been like, why do they, I do. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I know a lot of women and men that in that situation would be like, why do they get that? I want that. And they would be very jealous about it instead of being very happy about it. Right. Um, but before I knew it, I had, I had planned, I moved to New York, right? Um, I was like, New York was my, was my stop, right? My layover for a, for a year or two before I wanted to move out to Europe, right? And instead my layover became in three months of moving here, I met Jonathan wow. and it was like a wrap, right? But he was literally everything that I had been saying 
I love that about that relationship. I love that about that. Like, I am so thankful they have that type of person, right? Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, when people describe our relationship, that is how they describe it. They describe like, I am so lucky that you, like, I'm so happy and lucky that you two have each other. I am so happy that you guys have this laughter. I am like, they they describe the relationship the way I described other people's relationship because it was a manifestation, Mm -hmm. right? So I always tell people like, do, do manifestation work, leave the junk, right? <laughs> leave the stuff that you don't like mm-hmm. and really start to look at people and be thankful and appreciative with, for what they bring into other people's lives, right? Even if it's not in your life, mm-hmm. listen, you might hate your ex, but they might bring happiness to somebody else. Be thankful that they're bringing happiness to someone right. else because I mean, somebody will bring happiness to you, right? So right. that gratitude is important, right? Of manifestation work. Um, and even like cord cutting sometimes, just yes. letting them go so that you are able to move to something better that's waiting for you. You know, you know, I don't get this because I don't, um, I, I make it very clear the type of stuff that I don't do in terms of like curandera work, right? And I'm very clear that like amaros is not something that I oh, do, right? Yeah, domination uh, work is not my thing either. But I always feel like when somebody needs like an amaro, they really need a cord cutting. <laughs> That's really what they need. They need the cord right. cutting. They don't need, they don't need to be tied. Yeah, when you ask for the, the amaro, that's what you need. Right. Yeah. Yeah, amaro just means for folks that are not, um, are not bilingual, it, it means uh, bilingual in Spanish. It means to tie, to tie somebody, because to bind. It's literally the opposite, right? To bind, to tie. Right. And when I see it, I do, I see it with like a, if you do like a candle and you tie, bind them together with string when the cord cutting is opposite, you want to try and cut the cord with the candle. Right. Uh, so def- and, but you have to be ready for that too. You, know, you have to be, a few it is friends. emotional. Yeah. And it I is. mean, it might have, it's a subconscious thing where you might not even realize and it starts coming up in dreams and you start having like this purging almost and this feeling of like gross yuckiness because it's just trying to get, you're purging, you're getting rid of that. You're getting so rid you of their energy. Ready. Yeah. yeah, you're getting rid of, the, you, you definitely have to be ready. I, I would not, I would not um, do a, a cord cutting with somebody that I would definitely do, like, it wouldn't be like, oh, hey, I want to get rid of somebody in my life. I wouldn't just be like, okay, let's go for it, girl. Let's do, let's do a, a cord cutting ritual. No. Right. I would have to probably do like one or two sessions with you to see if you're like gauge, if you're actually spiritually ready, because it is, it is intense. Mm-hmm. Um, also just FYI, cord cutting doesn't just happen with like a lover. It can happen with other connections in your life. It could happen with work. It can happen with parents, mm-hmm. you know? any relationship that just doesn't serve you cord cutting can can be done and sometimes it's just like the um it's not like necessarily the work that needs to stop but maybe like the the tendency of you to be addicted to work or be addicted to a substance right cord cutting can happen with that as well um but you know i yeah definitely cord cutting because it helps release that but like um a models go ahead go ahead I'm like, can I do a cord cutting ritual with cheese? Because I know we were just talking about. <laughs> You're a mess. You're such a mess, <laughs> folks. We were just I'm talking about our unhealthy relationship with food. <laughs> yes, I, you technically could. You technically could, but I don't know if you're emotionally ready, Jay. <laughs> you're gonna be so depressed, so depressed, so depressed. Um, and, and you know what? Cord cutting rituals, I I have to say, are. Um, 
they should be done by somebody you definitely trust because you are, I always say, right? When you remove something, so like when we're doing energy healing and we remove something from your body, from your spiritual body, we literally are replacing it right away with somebody. Like right. a good healer. You can't leave just a void. Like, you can't leave a void because it'll get filled up with the same thing, which is why a lot of people have um, cautioned people like in sage and using it outside of a ritual because mm -hmm. what sage does is completely clears the energy. Like it leaves right. a void blank, which means it just fills back up with whatever it's around. It's and what, if you mm -hmm. haven't done the work of filling it up with love and the things that you want to fill it up with, mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to fill it back up with negative. In fact, you, you might leave it more open to negative energies coming in, right? Which right. is why it's always used in ritual because the ritual is, is a whole, there's a whole procession for this ritual that's done completely different, right? And this is why there's a lot of um, calling out against appropriation because people don't understand that. They're just using it without understanding it, right? Right. And, and really like appreciating it. And, and this includes many healers. This isn't just like regular folks. I've seen healers that don't understand how sage actually works. They just feel like it cleanses and like, yeah but there's more to that right right um so the same thing goes with cord cutting like once you start cutting the cords you are cutting that connection you won't go through a purge right but it can make you feel very lonely sometimes it can make you feel very isolated as you're going through that ritual which is why you need somebody that is um somebody that you trust that is doing this to make sure that they're protecting you as you're going through this journey to make sure that nothing else is getting attached to you in that process. Right. Because sometimes it's a one-time thing. Sometimes it's like a, it's a process. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes um, that connection is so like mothers, you're always, you're forever connected to your mother, but it's the relationship that you're trying to cut with the right. mom, right? Because it's toxic. Um, that takes a lot of, that takes a lot of grounding. In fact, I probably wouldn't do um, I would not do a cord cutting ritual with somebody that's trying to release a relationship with their mother unless they're actually have, they can prove to me that they're going to therapy because they need additional support that needs to be gone through than just that. Right. Right. Um, because you need to talk to somebody through the trauma. Right. Um, so yeah. So oh, we got like into cord cutting and everything, girl, look at that. <laughs> um, but, but that's your, that's your, if you need an amado, which we, if you want an amado, what you really need is a cord cutting. Cause right. why don't, Jay, we've talked about this. Can you share your point of view on amados on, on bindings? Um, oh, it's just, there was a time where it was needed based on, um, how our ancestors lived. Right. So I, I could see why it was used in the past, um, but I feel like we should leave it there. I don't think that's something we, a modern bruja should take into, just because it can lead to like domestic violence. Um, you know, it it just it leads to toxicity. And so sometimes just looking and being honest with yourself to say, hey, this really isn't working. Or why do you want to work so hard to make it work? Is it for appearances? Is it, you know, what is it? You know? Um, could, you, could you share a little bit about the history? Like domination. It is domination. Sure. Um, share a little bit because so I think like, it's important to talk about that. Yeah, domination. Mm -hmm. um, back in the day, you know, we had a different, different relate types of relationship where Traditionally, the mom would be home with the kids and there would be lots of them, right? Because there was, we're talking like early 1900s, there wasn't birth control. Um, and so you end up having these big families of eight or nine kids and then the husband goes off to work. 
but then sometimes they would find another person and would want to leave their family that would result in them literally dying of hunger so to protect her family yeah the the mother of that household would do a binding spell to keep the man in the house or like those faithful spells to keep them in the house um any type of spell like that to keep them from leaving the home because she's protecting her, her and her children which i totally see it in that aspect but now we have options you know we are able to work as well we are able to be financially independent which is something that you know our grandparents great grandparents did not have um so it is different in that modern way where we should be we should be realizing yes some of these things that were passed down to our lineage why binding that's one of the reasons why people used to bind it's not well my great-grandmother did it so i'm gonna do it too no your great-grandmother might have done it because she had nine kids to feed and she couldn't work or maybe she was a seamstress or a healer but that didn't make a lot of money um you know a midwife but her husband was out here running the streets and so she had to do something but that doesn't mean that those things still continue it's like i keep saying modern problems require modern solutions and that's not something i would bring in into this time so just because my great-grandmother did it that's great but i just don't see why i should have to right right and that brings up two things i think the first thing is um in terms of like the binding rituals that happened um they're based in hoodoo work right, right. hoodoo work and part of that is um you have to look at the history of of the people that were doing this type of work right right they were in slavery they were rebelling many times trying to rebel trying to trying to gain their freedom and fight for their freedom right um that they had to do a lot of rituals that they themselves would not recommend to us because right. they were made out of necessity right they were binding themselves to their children because their children were taken away from them their lovers were taken right. away from them right it's how they kept connection with people right in times when they were being literally ripped apart from each other so like i don't want to lose sight of like sometimes yes it was about like making sure i think many times especially in the 1900s it was about making sure that that their that the partner was coming home and taking care of the family because right. of the resources that were available right right but when these rituals first started it was about basically maintaining their lineage making sure that their people were okay and were able to survive and live in a time where they were targeted to be killed, right? right? So we no longer live in that space, although sometimes it feels like it. Right, it we honor right. them for their sacrifice, right. but that does not mean that we have to continue this type of work. Right, and, and we talk- For their reasons. Right, 100%. When we talk about healing, we also have to talk about ancestral healing. Right. right? And many times we carry trauma in us because of work that our lineage did, right? Mm -hmm. Our lineages did some work that were purely for survival. That's the only mm -hmm. reason why they, it was to survive. And I don't judge them. Hey, I, I wish Not they had done all. more of it, right. right? But now there is stuff that we have to work out because of that, because it may have caused, for example, an amaro might've mm -hmm. caused a very toxic relationship in the household, which traumatized the children seeing abuse in the household. Right? right and it led to alcoholism and led to you know ancestral years of abuse 
mm-hmm. right? Because it got passed down. All that trauma got passed down time and time again because they would see it in their household. They thought it became, they thought it was normal. Right. So we're dealing with that now. And, and I think that an amado was necessary at the time. A lot of the hoodoo work was necessary to survive. I want to be very clear. And I think this mm-hmm. is why I, I also want to be very clear when, when hoodoo workers talk about appropriation, this is why they're so enraged by it. Because we don't know the history, like not we, you and I, right. but people in general just don't know the history as to why we're, why things were done in that way. And why were they important. Why were hexes happening, right? It right. wasn't because they didn't like somebody. It was literally right. to protect their lives. It was literally right. for survival. Thrown at the slave owners, right? right. Like, you know, they were being raped. They were being <laughs> killed, right? This was not about like, oh, I like so-and-so and I want them to like me back. Right. No. Or I don't like so-and-so and so I'm going to throw some work. Mind you, you don't know who so-and-so rolled with, right? Right. And what it might bounce back to you even worse than what you sent over. So, right. So like that, I want to, I want to be very clear that a lot of this work that people are asking to do now is taken completely out of context and it's the lazy way out. Yeah. It is the lazy way out. It is. And maybe that's why we're we're triggered. Right. Love questions because it is the lazy way out. You're avoiding doing the actual work. Mm Mm-hmm. By saying, does he like me? Does he not? Does she like me? Does she not? Do they like, you know, um, you're avoiding, do you like yourself? Right. You know, would you like you, like if looking through another person's eyes, a stranger's eyes, would you like you? Would you you're want to be in a relationship with you? Right. You're avoiding that question. Right. And I guarantee you many people that are asking that question, not all of them, but right. about like a good 70% of them would come to me. And if I would say, hey, would you want to be in a relationship with yourself? They would come back to me with the same question. If they were in a relationship with them, like, do they love me? <laughs> you know, like, do they? Because they don't know, they don't know themselves enough, right? To like right. be able to gauge that, right? So I want to be clear, like a lot of this work is work that was done back in the day for a reason, mm-hmm. right? It was done mostly out of necessity. This is where yeah. the stuff came from. It came from necessity. And then when it wasn't necessary anymore, you know, people realize like, oh, because love hurts. Love is an emotion, right? right? It's it's a trigger that we have to work through sometimes that it's like, oh, it's just, it's maybe easier to keep them here to me, right? So like now there's cord cutting to kind of help with that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That we can, and there's always been cord cutting, but like it's work that we can do so that you don't Mm -hmm. fall into that trap, right? Um, So there's amados and there's, you know, cord cutting that people can do. Um, to, in order, and I, I would say definitely like cord cutting. If you're like not secure in a relationship, sometimes it's not necessarily the person that you need to let go of, but sometimes the emotion attached right. to the person, you know, the that you need to let go of, you know, um, because maybe in, in releasing them, you realize like, oh, we're actually good for each, and it actually might work better, right? If somebody's right. meant for you, they're not going to go, like what I say, right. right? We can't say that enough. What is meant for you will always be for you, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I say that, but like, if you're having to fight for it in ways that are just not practical, <laughs> that are not, um, of good karma, I would say maybe mm-hmm. it's not for you. And maybe you need to have a, a, a come to Jesus moment with yourself about like what you should be pursuing. Right. Um, what are some other things that you would recommend to somebody that's looking for love? Um, definitely internal work. When we talked about like generational trauma, um, just seeing how increasing your vibration, right? 
so that you can attract the the best thing for you but we it's just we keep going in circles here where it's like but you have to let go because you can't you know if you've already got bags you're like the bag you know like that song erica badu's bag lady you got all this <laughs> bags, right you're gonna miss your bus you're gonna miss the opportunity because you can't let go right of the trash that you're carrying so that's important i think that would be like the first step Right. That's always the first step. Before even manifestation. Right. You know? That is always the first step. And then when we do manifestation, it's not looks, just looks either. It's how that person would make you feel. You know, how you would like that person to make you feel. You know, it's not, you know, I want him to be like this and have this type of job. And because I see people doing that, manifesting that way no kids and you know <laughs> and it's like we gotta go deeper than that you actually um i'm gonna plug myself for a second which is something i rarely do so i'm gonna practice the plug for this i'm working on the solar shocker this year folks <laughs> the plug um i always uh recommend goddess rituals for people mm -hmm. when they need to work on self-love for each other uh for themselves and i actually have a box coming out um in about a month ish um, depending on when this podcast depending on the time of this podcast actually releasing right this episode mm -hmm. there's a goddess box that helps you with self-love and self like the, the rituals that i did because what i realized in love what i was mimicking the first time around that i quote unquote experienced love and i think there was love there but it wasn't what i would consider healthy love right, right. um is that i was mimicking the things that i had seen growing up as opposed to actually experiencing love, because I really didn't know what love was, especially unconditional love for self, right? So what I worked on prior to even like saying to the manifestation stuff, because Jay is right, that's the first part of the work uh, is saying, I was, I've always been a confidence per confident person. People will always tell you that she used to walk around like she was the hottest shit on earth. Didn't matter how big I was. Didn't matter, like, didn't matter if I had shit on my face. I'd be like, I'm hot. You can't tell me I'm not. I am, you see this face? It is gorgeous, okay? It is gorgeous, right? Um, but a lot of that sometimes when I would say it was still kind of a protective, like there wasn't a lot of love on the inside. I knew I had attributes that made me physically attractive to other right. people, but I didn't necessarily always feel the love for myself, right? Um, and a lot of that came from, for example, um, I, I grew up in, in LA and he's, you know, in, in Echo Park. Um, I grew up uh, and then I went from there, which was predominantly Latino to an all white high school, right? Where my curly Different. hair, my curves were right. not in style in right. the nineties, yeah. right? It just wasn't in style. So I became very self-conscious about my butt. I became very self-conscious about my hair where I started to straighten my hair. I never dreamt of straightening my hair, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I gotta straighten my hair because I gotta be in, right? <laughs> I gotta be into this, right? I started to worry about getting too much sun, right? When it's just like, now it's like, girl, it's melanin, it's good. <laughs> like the darker, the better, right? <laughs> um, but like, I started to internalize some of these things where I always knew I was smart because that's one thing that my parents never stopped telling me my entire life, right? Like my parents were always like, you're like maybe a little too smart. Like it's a little dangerous how smart you are, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that that stuff, it's like, oh, I know I got it. But like the beauty stuff made me very self-conscious to the point where I started to feel like, oh, other people might not find me attractive. So I've got to kind of settle for someone that will find me attractive. I'm not everybody's type, which right. of course I'm not everybody's type. Like now I know that like does Cynthia, you're not, nobody's, you know, 
you don't like everybody you see. Like, why do you think everybody's right. going to like you, right? Um, but what I did was goddess work around that. And I think to your point, Jay, is that many times people start to focus on what their other, when I say manifestation work, right? If you notice how I was saying it, I wasn't saying like the type of job that they had right. or like I was talking about how they were making the other person feel. feel. Right. So how do they make me feel? So I started with how do I make myself feel, right? I love my butt. People know I love butts. I see a butt, <laughs> I will stop and look at, I will stop and check the butt out. It is a problem. My eyes are worse than any like thirst trap, like man, like like you think about the cat callers of New York, I'm probably 10 times because I'm like, damn, got booty, got booty. Is it real? Is it not real? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It's good. It looks good. It looks good, right? Um, I started to just self-love, like really, like really take the time to talk to myself the way I wish I had been talked to. And even in Latino cultures, let's be honest, right? Mm. We get told to eat everything off our plates and then we're called gorditas. I know. Right? We can't win. We can't win. And 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 yes, it's a term of affection. It's not, but it's a term of affection, right? Yes, it's a term of affection. Psychologically, in the US, it messes with us, mm -hmm. right? Because in, in other countries, I'm not going to judge because I didn't fully grow up there. I would go visit right. for the summers, right? In other countries, yeah, like it's totally normal. It doesn't even like, they call flacas gorditas, right? Like it right. doesn't even bother people. Like it's such a love term of endearment but here because of all the stigma around weight right mm -hmm. and looking like a white person mm -hmm. looking like the a white European person standards of beauty has skewed everything right that gordita was a very triggering thing right? right being told to eat everything off your plate being shamed for not eating everything off your plate because you know food is expensive in the U.S. Mm -hmm. right um that it triggered some things that I had to work out and I did that through my goddess rituals right I did that through giving myself the love that I didn't, I didn't receive or feel like I hadn't received, giving it to myself, talking to myself in that way. And then I'll be damned if somebody ever calls me like ugly or doesn't compliment my ass is all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> like, I'll be like, everybody's always like enamored with me. I'm like, I know I'm beautiful. Thank you. But it's because I also wake up every morning and tell me all the things. And it's not just on the outward appearance. Obviously I talk about like, I'm a funny person. I'm a lovable person. I literally tell myself sometimes I am lovable to this day. I'm 38 years old. To this day, I have to remind yeah. myself that I am lovable. I, I forgot for a second. I was like, like how old am I? Oh yeah. Hold up. Yeah. You get when you get to that age where you forget. I'm already. Tell there. me about it. Um, I do. I have to wake up every morning sometimes, depending if I'm being triggered, and I get this trigger a lot with new people, right? Like, cause I don't. You can't fully. You know, we're human, and even right. though we can read energy, there's still part of us that cares and wants to be liked. That I have to remind myself. It doesn't matter if they like me because I'm lovable. Right. And their inability to show me that has nothing to do with me. It has to do with whatever their goal. It's their yeah, it's their true. problem, right? right? Or their issue, or their maybe they're just not meant to like me, and that's fine, right? right? But it doesn't take away the fact that I am a lovable person, right? So, like talking to yourself in those types of ways really helps you also encourage you to to bring better people into your life. Because mm -hmm. my feeling is, if is that if your partner is toxic, you have friends that are toxic around you too, right? Right. We should talk about that more than your lover, but like mm -hmm. another episode. <laughs> another episode. Um, astrology as another way. You know, we, you know, we love 
or yeah. Astro Bays. Sprinkle a little bit of that in every episode. Astro Bay, more Astro Bays. Um, yeah, like um, looking at your astrology chart or your birth chart or even your transit chart to see what's kind of going on in your love life, I think is really important. And so we want to talk a little bit about Venus. Where is Venus right now? Is it in Pisces? I think so. It just changed over. I feel like it's in Pisces right now, mm -hmm. which is a very emotional, mystic sign, right? I was going to say very dreamy is what I think very of, dreamy. like a very um, ethereal type of, which can be a little, um, I don't know. <laughs> so you all can't see this, but Jay and I are just giving, like, should we just say it? Because we're always ragging on Pisces. I feel like, I feel like we've always ragged on Pisces. <laughs> like, we're like, could be like a fairy tale. Like, yes, that's a good way. That's a good word. Yeah, but a fairy tale can be good and bad, right? A fairy right. you could actually live out your fairy tale, or you can be in something that's not a fairy tale that you think is a fairy tale. Right, like right. those rose-colored glasses, mm -hmm. and then sometimes it'll transit out of Pisces, and then the glasses just somebody smacks off your face, and then you're like, oh, well, this is not what when I was you, expecting. When you go into Aries and you set all these expectations and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you go into Taurus and you get too lazy to do anything about right. it. Then you're back, but then you're back in Gemini. So you're like, you don't talk about this shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so like all the phases of Venus, right? Um, yeah, no, I think that, um, you know, Venus is in Pisces right now, which is, it is very much a fairy tale type of energy. Rose colored mm -hmm. glasses, I think was a great way of putting it. Um, it depends on where your Pisces is at, right? Like if um, you, you, when you look at your birth chart, you wanna actually look at where your Venus is placed and see what the aspects are, right? So Venus is not necessarily, I think, I, there might be some disagreement here. I don't necessarily think Venus is about your relationship with other people. I think it's more about um, how you like to receive love from other people, right? right. Um, so for example, if your Venus is, um, where's your Venus girl, it's in the first house. Is that a surprise? <laughs> is that a surprise? It's in Virgo in the first house. Oh, I share it with Beyonce and all the pretty people. <laughs> um, so Venus in the first house, actually, like there's some markers. I always tell this, like, I always tell like what I swear I should probably put more work into this part. I just it hasn't been a calling of, I always feel like I can tell people's signs by their facial features. And I can also tell where some other planets are based on either a facial feature or like a, um, um, like a characteristic in their, like a very like small characteristic in their personality, but usually in their facial features, I can kind of tell or their body parts. I can kind of tell like, oh, that's, that person has like that, definitely that placement in there somewhere. Right. Um, people with um, the, with the Venus in the first house tend to uh, be known for their beauty because it's like the the first thing that you recognize oh, that about, makes sense. yeah the first right. thing that you recognize about them is something physical about them right so you mm -hmm. think about people that have Venus in the first house one of the most famous people is actually Beyonce people like yeah she's got a good voice but they never mention her voice when they first talk about her they always talk about how beautiful she how pretty is pretty she yeah and a lot of actors and actresses tend to actually, people like models tend to have Venus in the first house, right? Venus in the 12th house, also known for their beauty, but like beauty in what I would call kind of like a Consciously almost. cartoon-ish, or is it 11th house? 
it's either the 11th or 12th house. I always forget which one it is. Have like a, they're also known for their beauty, but kind of like cartoonish and kind of like out of like out of this world type of like stuff. So like I always think of like um, uh, Ariana Grande. I think has it in one of those houses. I think it's either the 11th or 12th house that she has her Venus placement. And if you think of, she's a beautiful girl, right? Mm-hmm. But I always think about like how she always has like she's like, like quirky. Yeah, she always got like the little cat ears or she's always got like something cartoonish about her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also like it, it does talk about how you like to receive love, right? I am very self-loving, you have not noticed, right? <laughs> um, and and it also doesn't help that like my moon, my sun, my everything, for me, I have a Virgo stellium and a Libra stellium. So like I have everything in my first two houses basically. And I got like one that. outlier somewhere else. I have my outlier. My outlier is Mars and Scorpio. Okay. <laughs> horrible, horrible. Um, that actually tells you more about your relationships than anything else, by the way, the Mars, Mars? your Mars placements yeah. probably does. Um, but the Venus tells you about how you like to receive love right? So for me, it's in the first mm-hmm. house. So for me, it's about like, how do you honor me more so than anything right. else, right? So that's how I take it. Like, how are you honoring and respecting me? And I need that. Like, I need that in a partner. I know I need a partner that can see me, right? Right. Um, and then respect me, right? Um, you know, somebody that has Venus in the second house will probably like getting a lot of presents, right? We'll probably like that. Right. Yeah. Cause it's in the second house, the house of finance. finance. Right. Their love language would be around gifts. Right. Yeah, definitely. Like how do you honor them? Like with material things or like even that, not necessarily like material, like a gold bracelet, but like things that they honor, like maybe they, maybe they love trips. So how are, how are you giving right. them trips? How are you giving them or even like books, whatever. Like chocolate. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Like the things that they value. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the third house is communication. So how do you talk to people? These people right. might poetry, right? Right, or songs. Or songs, right. Like they're, that's where their communication stuff comes in. Like how are you communicating with them, right? Um, I'm trying to think of like another house that we can go into. Like somebody that has it like in the eighth house probably like needs a lot of like deep, deep conversation, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, trying to remember where, where's mine? I know it's in Scorpio. Scorpio is in my 10th. No, that's Libra. It's in my 10th. So 11th. Yeah. Are you a Capricorn rising? Yeah. So it's in your 12th. There it is. Yeah. I always get, what? I'm like totally sideways and backwards today. I was thinking Libra was before Scorpio. So I was like, no, wait. Um, right. I would say probably like for you, it's like a lot of it is hidden. The way that you, you love is mm-hmm. very, um, and not for nothing, I could probably vouch for this too. Like you don't talk about your love life at all. No, I was just going to say that it's yeah. very between. Yeah. 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 I yeah. joke around and say stuff, but it's very, and I think it works for him because he's got a lot of Virgo placement. Mm. Oh yeah. That's perfect. For so us, but, like, he wouldn't like all those like outwardly shows of attention which works for me because we tend to do that very privately right it's very private because it's the house of hidden things right like it's the 12th house so yeah definitely um yeah so I think looking at I think if you look at your Venus placement look at what that house look at the house that it's in look at who rules it so I'm ruled by Virgo which is a very practical sign right like I'm a very practical like I need practical love for it's like I might be self-indulgent, but at the same time, it's got to be very practical. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the BS. That's exactly how I would, how would 
yeah. um, describe my husband, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I need a lot of alone time because I love myself. But other than that, like <laughs> we can talk every once in a while. Like every once in a while we can talk, right? right. Um, so look at the house that your Venus is in. Look at the planet that rules it, right? So like what is it ruled by, uh, not planet, but uh, what sign rules it? right? Rules the house, yeah. Rules the house that you're in, right? The, the natural one. So for example, the first house is technically ruled by, um, oh my God. See, I'm gonna do it again. Is it, it's Aquarius. Aries. No. Aries. Yes, duh. <laughs> Aries. I'm feeling today. So the first house is a very fiery sign. So like, mm -hmm. this is not your personal birth chart, but like the chart itself, the natal chart itself, the first house right. is ruled by Aries, right? So that is a fire sign. It is a the house of um, it's ruled by Mars, right? Which is a mm -hmm. god of war, right? Um, it can be very like very abrasive in many ways, mm -hmm. right? But it's also the youngest sign, so it's very childish sometimes, right? So like people right. that have a lot of placements in the first house usually tend to like have just come back from like closing out their karmic debt and their coming into this world are very like little things to to deal with, right? um looking at that it's it's for me it's ruled by Aries right but it's also my first house is Virgo for me in my natal chart so you have to kind of combine the two see how they kind of play with each other a little bit right. are they opposite are they maleficent to each other right that means that they're in opposition they don't work well right like I can't think of um trying to think of like you know what probably would probably be kind of one of the worst things to do is like to have Capricorn like your Venus in Capricorn in a house ruled by Pisces because Capricorn is oh. so like, yeah, because Capricorn is so sure. structured and not yeah. about the rules. It's like very realist, right? Right. And to have your Venus there, not a good, not, not, that's actually not the best. <laughs> it's not the best uh, placement to have your Venus. I know some people that they always sometimes have a couple of love problems because of that, not, not just with others, but with themselves, right? Um, and to have it in Pisces. I think they would attach a lot of um, like financial, it would be, you know, purchasing right. status almost. They would touch a lot of like status to the relationship, which wouldn't work sometimes. Right, right. So I think- like transactional, it becomes transactional. Right, yeah. Like I think that like having your Venus and Capricorn in the house originally ruled by Pisces would probably be like the one of the worst placements you can have for Venus. It just makes it like a little bit harder to like see worth, to see value in things because you're right. kind of like- Capricorn is kind of blinding you to the value of like the mysticism of Pisces, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're either going to go one way or the other because that balance is going to be really hard to find sometimes. So you're going to have to really work on it. Um, the other one that we should talk about in astrology, which I mentioned briefly, was Mars, right? Mm -hmm. Mars is really about your sexual relationship with, with people. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but obviously one of the best placements to have Mars in is either in Aries or Scorpio because that's originally that those are the two planets the two signs that mars rules or are aries and scorpio right? right so whenever it's in one of those two signs it's in its home it's one of it's in, it's basically in its home so it feels comfortable and there's different attributes right it feels home. good yeah mm -hmm. um but it'll tell you a lot about how you um deal with people how do you how do you embrace people how do you fight with people and how do you love people right mm -hmm. um do you know where your mars is at First house, Capricorn. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Yep, first, yeah. How yep. would you describe how you love people? 
that's hard. I think it's hard to describe because my Venus does play a part in that. And so they kind of are at odds because my Venus being in Scorpio, it's very um, private, but then I'm loud in the privacy. So like I'm always hugging up on my kid, very affectionate, but at home. <laughs> so right. yeah. Right, right. Mine's is in the fourth house. Wait, is it a third house or fourth house? I think it's in the fourth house, but it's in Scorpio, right? Hold on. Virgo, Libra. No, third house. It's in the third house. Okay. Um, so communicating. Communication. Yeah. And so, and, and Mars, a, a Mars in Scorpio is also known to be very petty. <laughs> it's known to be a very petty fighter. Like you piss them off, you piss them off and they're just going to like plot. Right. Um, but if you look at my communication style, when I, I am very aggressive in my communication style. So like I, like the, the, that saying I have no hair on my tongue is very true with me. Like sometimes like I'm upset with somebody or like, I just want somebody to do something. I don't think about how I say it. It just comes out and they're like, what? Like, I'm a human being, respect me. And I'm like, I just told you to go do the motherfucking dishes. Like what, you know? Um, but it's, it's, it's the way that I embrace people, right? Like, so for me in the third house though of communication means that talking um, is important, but only in the, like, I only know how to receive the way that I give. But like in order for me to receive okay. communication from other people, I really have to practice that. Like I have to practice like understanding how people communicate because I'm just like, you make no sense. Like things right. are adding up. Like this and is- And then you're Virgo. So you're ruled by Mercury, which is big on communication. Right, so right. There is no, that. no coincidence I'm doing a podcast, people. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think that that's like, but also like Mars and Scorpio people are known to be very, um, very- very which I always laugh laugh like very like sexual but I'm like oh, I'm a Virgo honey like I, I play that virgin card all day I know Scorpio has like that, that. yeah mm -hmm. they've got this Scorpio whole energy has that like rap of being yeah <laughs> yeah right I'm just like what what is that what kind of what what are you talking what are people doing nasty <laughs> that's me right but I think that if you look at the Mars and the Venus, like you know that not for nothing the whole reason that book was made like Mars uh, women are from Venus men are from Mars right it's that male and female yin and yang energy and if you look right, at the feminine right look at how those two play with each other see if there's any aspects between your Venus and your Mars right. if there's any hard aspects between the Venus and the Mars it might mean that it can signal some potential relationship problems, right? This is like the astrology chart is just for you to like, not to like tell you this is your life path. Right. This tells you a tendency to do something if you're not careful. Right? right, like a pattern that could come up. Correct. So like, if you see a hard aspect between your Mars and your Venus, right? Then you can kind of go like, oh, there's a tendency, a pattern for it to go down this route. You can kind of look at that and be like, so what do I need to develop in myself to overcome that? Right, right. it's a guide to overcome right? Um, if they're in harmony, it's a good thing. That means you don't necessarily have to focus on it as much. Maybe you can focus on another hard aspect that you have in your chart, right? Um, but I think that looking at that will be a really good way to kind of see like your own patterns. And I think like going on to either like astro.com or like astro dentist, and there's like another one that you like. Um, I can't remember their name right now. Um, but you if you go, seem to, like, it's like astro dash 
something. <laughs> that helped. That helped a lot. Um, Astro dash something, folks. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, I think it's like Astro dash chart. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. It's got the really nice charts. I like the way that aesthetically it's those looks really nice. Yeah. Yeah, my Libra really enjoys that. Yeah, aesthetically it looks really nice. Um, you want to just go there, look at where all your placements are at, see if there's any hard aspects for your love life, right? That's a really good one to right. kind of look at. And I think that that'll help answer some questions about yourself or maybe where you need to do some work and kind of maybe what you're experiencing in your love life if you haven't dealt with the patterns, right? Like if you see a really hard aspect between your Mars and your Venus um, and it's like in a certain house, like for example, not for nothing. I'm trying to think of like, your Mars is like in the second house of finance uh, and it's a hard opposition to your Venus. It might mean that you are always getting somebody that either cares too much about money or not enough about money. So you're always right. complaining about what kind of work they do, right? So either right. Like they don't pay attention, they're a workaholic or they don't ever have a job. It's like one or the other, because there might be a hard aspect there, right? And that's just like one manifestation. I'm not saying like that's, if you see that that's exactly how it like rolls out. No, it's just- be every time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that's just one version of that. But looking at that, I think could also really help. Um, I think, you know, if you, if you have one takeaway from today's episode is that one, um, Mercury is a bitch. Two, <laughs> two, two, that um, you really kind of have to do the self-work mm -hmm. for, for the love stuff, right? Like it's not just going to come. Sometimes some people have that luck where it just comes, right? But like- right love takes work but it's still like, work either way right so even if it comes easy it's still you got to put in some, some work it takes work you know and don't be scared of the work because some of the right. work is great work like it leads to very fruitful things right um but you have to be willing to do it and kind of temper it sometimes going through the bad relationships are necessary that's part of the work to get to the good relationship so don't be afraid of bad relationships either there's something to learn in them just you know maybe don't stay in them but like there's something to learn in them you know um any closing remarks jay no i got nothing we got nothing we don't do love work unless it's self-love work over here want to put that out there again. we're gonna start we're gonna start doing um tantra classes yeah. soon we should do t-shirts t-shirts of love <laughs> the only kind of love question we want in the self-love question <laughs> we're gonna start like a whole like self-love website watch um la modern brujas las amorosas <laughs> you know speaking of t-shirts that is something we worked on right on our off time we did yes. the really cute have you gotten yours yet I got the package. Okay. I haven't opened it because it said 555 on the front. So I left it there for a second. Okay. The postage was 555. So I left it there. Was it really? Mm -hmm. Nice. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Jay had to take over t-shirt duty because I couldn't touch anything due to COVID, folks. Oh, because COVID, yeah. yeah. That was fine. Mm -hmm. It was fun. But yeah, thanks to those who participated. It was fun doing them too, so. Yeah, I, I liked the... Um, I like the shirt. It was cute. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but we did like, uh, well, Jay did like a little tarot reading. I like, I thought about like all these great she ideas. Not, okay. She's acting like she didn't do anything. She did the whole t-shirt. It was her idea. She did the t-shirt design, which I thought was super cute. 
and then she put it to the printer. So like all I really had to do was strip them. That's, uh, and do the reading. And do a reading. Right, yeah. Keep on reading. Give a right. one card reading. In like a in like a little Valentine's Day card. So cute, I'm sure. But I'm that sure was so fun. That. We should do something like that. I think so, we should. Maybe we do like self-love, um, like self-love shirts or something like that. Like you are the goddess, you are the temple. I like that. Yeah. And then we do like a little reading for their self-love um, instead of this ex so-and-so love me because who cares basic he's like so who cares do you love you do you love you that's actually the t-shirt do you love you i know that's actually the t-shirt guys you heard it here and like the you... got milk right you remember like the got milk font you do got you love. love you yeah, yeah. you got love like do you have self-love do you got okay. self-love there we go um do you love you though i like that one we should totally do that one Ooh, guys, here it comes here it comes we are so happy to be back we are yeah. so thankful for every message that we got while we were gone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we just needed a little break. We were, we're not abandoning you all. We're right. going to be coming up uh, on our one year anniversary. I know. One year of this pandemic. <laughs> um, <laughs> folks, when, when there's a pandemic, we start a podcast. That's what I know. Because <laughs> we are doers. We are doers um so thank you all we will see you in two weeks bye-bye bye enjoy today's podcast make sure to give us a five-star rating and follow us on instagram at modern Buha podcast bye-bye